Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. But since you can't respond to me, I'll start with the most important man. It's not Will Darkens today. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jeff freaking Rust. Boy, somebody is super caffeinated. I uh, know. I'm always pumped to be here, okay. man. You know, we get to talk about sports for two hours. Yes, sir. Uh, and we'll probably talk about sports for like 35 minutes of that <laughs> two hours. <laughs> I mean, where else would you rather be right now? Look, outside, there's sunshine. Right. It's, uh, it's a beautiful April day with no snow. Yeah. Well, apparently it's supposed to start raining later this afternoon. Afternoon, just in time for my kids soccer game perfect there yeah. you go so i'm stoked how old uh how old a soccer are we watching she's 10 fourth grade fourth grade soccer i think i've got a third grade soccer game see i should know my nieces and nephews are all playing soccer gotcha. i was gonna say so, you have to think that hard about your kids age no no my kids are five and they are not playing soccer because <laughs> yeah. I, I thought your kids were right yeah. about my, my second daughter's age yep. Yeah, so the twin the twins are five. They have not uh, been thrown into soccer because I watched three and four year old soccer and five year old soccer with my nieces and nephews. 
thank you, but no thanks. We just started our five-year-old in soccer. Did And how's it going? How's the pack of kids chasing a ball? Uh, most of the kids chase the ball. Our kid is chasing butterflies, basically. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's so. peeling off and yeah. going the other direction. Yeah. She's like, she's basically running away from the ball. Yeah, that this works. Point. That works too. But yeah, it's just, it's group running. Yeah. Her words were she didn't want to take it from the other kid. Yeah. See, she's polite. So <laughs> you've got that going yeah. for it. Well, my wife's out of town. So grandpa has uh, the twins this morning and Ooh. he's going to take them first to my niece Tara has a uh, soccer game mm-hmm. on one side of Vancouver. And then uh, later on, uh, so that's an 11 o'clock game. And then the noon game is my nephew. Brandon has a game in Hawkinson. So he's going to uh, leave the first game early, go catch a second. I'll catch the second half of the first game. And then I'll go take everybody over and we'll catch a second. Half. We'll watch the nieces and nephews play. There you go. And, and this is the strategy is in when the kids go, that looks like fun. We want to play soccer. Yeah. Then we wait a year. Then we put them into it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like I oh, cool. really anticipate it. Yeah. Listen, listen, you go kick the ball around the yard for a while. Yeah. Once you get that down where, where you can play for more than three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, now let's go. <laughs> and we're good. I, Cause here's the thing. I've, I've kind of put myself in the frame of mind where if my kids are going to be great at something, it's not going to be because they started at five and I, I demanded it of them. Right. This yeah. is more just for an activity and, you know, getting some yeah. exercise and getting them out in the fresh air and making new friends. Ah, no, I don't need any of that. See, I have <laughs> twins. They have built in friends and there they have activities go. like so this morning at uh, like 630 when grandpa came over. Uh, my daughter, one of them was awake and she saw grandpa and he said something about something was fast. She goes fast like this and just goes sprinting down the hallway, <laughs> runs into the front door, sprints all the way back down. Yeah, listen, she's getting fresh air. She's getting her exercise. This is 630 in the morning. She's doing wind sprints oh, in the house. Man. So, yeah, you don't need, like, especially with two five-year-olds. Yeah, you don't need to light a match to get yeah. that fire started, man. Some, They're going. Sometimes our five-year-old feels like two of them, so I can only imagine what it's like. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Rust. I've been over this with uh, uh, millions of people, and uh, and and I've I've I'm probably just talking myself into this. Uh-huh. I'm rationalizing, but what's the best way to occupy a five-year-old? Well. Do we want the the parent friendly version or the pediatrician friendly version? Dude, hey, I just want I just want your the the give me both give me both thoughts that come to mind. Okay, well the parent friendly version is our kid is always asking for the iPad. Okay, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. What's a pediatrician say? You know, some blocks, playtime. Sure. Yeah. Can I give you the real answer? Yes. Another five year old. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly. what I have built in, dude. It worked at four, worked at three, worked at two, worked from day one. You ever try to leave the room with a newborn and the like for a second yeah. to like like you got to pee, right? And then you leave it, dude. You face two newborns next to each other. <laughs> dude, I can take a dump. I'm good, man. Like it's I I am convinced that everybody should just have twins. If you had them two at a time. I, I don't think you need to go three. Yeah. So w- when we found out we were having twins, one of the uh, best things that happened is I was in, uh, I was meeting with some business and I was sitting like, and he's like, Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I got, give me a second. You can go sit in my office and wait. So I'm sitting in this guy's office and I'm looking around the room and I'm counting the number of children that look to be the identical age in his family photo. And so he walks in and I'm like, my man, are that, that triplets. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And I'm like, do tell. He's like, 
listen, they're three now. And he's like, I don't know how we've survived. Yeah. It has been brutal. He goes, first thing that happened is we immediately had to get a new car uh-huh. because oh, we, yeah. we could not fit three right seats across yeah. in yeah. the car that they have. You are in a different class of vehicle now. The stroller that they had had s- had to have a steering wheel. <laughs> so like our kids, so with That's twins. That's pretty badass, actually. I wish mine had a ex- steering wheel. Except for part of the reason they needed a new car is they didn't have trunk space for this super <laughs> stroller, right? <laughs> like So twins, you can set them side by side and make it through a standard doorway. You right. can't do that with triplets. No. And then if you set them like one in front of the other, <laughs> it's so far out that you need to steer the thing to go around. 12 feet out in front of you so here's here's the worst part is he goes he goes so he goes yeah so just getting through like getting them home from the hospital was hard enough but he goes now they're three he goes they go they go running we take them to the park and my wife and i just look at each other you can't do it by yourself but we just look at each other because we get to the park they run in three different directions of course I get the fast one. She gets the second fastest one. And we just let the slow kid go and hope hope it doesn't reach a road. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so I'm sitting there. We just found out we're having twins. And I just go, man, we're having twins. He's like, dude, it, he's, twins are great. <laughs> and I was just like, so from that moment, like I just never worried about it. And like I said, I could be rationalizing. But if there's other twin parents out there. And we also did it correctly. Not that, not that other people really have a choice. But I know multiple parents that have like. A child, and then mm-hmm. followed up with twins. See, we get, we had a little bit of a scare on, on round two. For, oh yeah, for a little bit, we were like, oh, oh, uh, but the, yes, your little one be... ate the other, yeah, ate apparently the other yes. embryo. Okay, that, that would explain a lot about her behavior and demeanor too. You got a chimera; they merged. <laughs> She's two people inside of one body. She's now Schwarzenegger and Devito. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. We're two like, both girls. Which, like, my wife, she was like, "Let's just get a boy and a girl and be done with it." Mm-hmm. Dude, they have a couple like play dates that they do with boys uh-huh. and it's a whole different thing yeah i've got two girls and I, yep. at this point i i praise the lord that i have two girls yep. at this point anyway oh sure yeah, give yeah. me you know three four more years and i might be changing singing a different tune but like at this point i couldn't imagine being a dad to boys yeah well, yeah and i i think as boys get older it's easier but yeah like th- there was a picture my wife sent me she's over at a friend's house and they have five and seven year old and she sends me a picture. It's all four kids, shirts off, dukes up, <laughs> wrestling. I'm like, what is going on? Like the amount of emergency room trips would be like quadrupled if yep. I had boys, oh, my especially good. twins. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, but yeah. So anyways, I I I think if you could just have two kids at the same time, same age, same gender, boy, does it make things a whole lot easier. So yes, yeah, uh, good for you, two girls. But yeah, so here's here's the balance I'm trying to figure out though. This is a tricky one. We don't want our kids necessarily to be tattletales. Right. Like, and at five, like, yeah, they're not getting into that much trouble. Right. But my wife and I are trying to figure out the right balance because by the time they get to be teenagers, which I know is what you're worried about uh, in that comment you made. Yes. I don't really want to dissuade them totally from not being tattletales because there's part of me that just goes, listen, don't tell on your sister when she can hear. Yeah. Wait till she's out of the room, then come tell me what she did that was rotten. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to balance out. Like, I need I need a rat, right? We need somebody that's going to, and I, I think I know which one it is. And luckily, the other one is going to be causing the trouble if, if uh, all things tend in the same direction that they're going now. Yes. So, yeah, I'm totally trying to get one of them just like, all right, listen, this is how you rat out your sister. Yeah. And then what I do is I don't get her sister in a lot of trouble now. And then later on, I'm yes. like, okay. 
Yeah, our, right. our five-year-old, she's big in the tattletale era right now. Okay. She'll come ask me for something, and I'll say no. She'll be like, I'm going to tell mom. Mom! Wait, wait, she's tattling on you. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anybody and everybody. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, see, now that's something I have to be careful about. Yes. We've been three days without mom. I'm trying Now I have to think back of all the things that I did. That yeah, was... it's more of an immediate situation type thing. It's, like, okay, you know, it's not like she's going to go, it's like, she's hey, mom, guess notes. what dad did two days ago? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, right. mom, guess what's dad doing that's pissing me off right so when, now? So you have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old. When did yes. the 10-year-old start remembering two days back? That's, that's the day I need to watch out for. Boy, yeah, I don't know. Now it seems like it's been forever. Because she pulls out things, I'm like, how do you remember that? Well, three months ago, Dad did that. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember it was February 1st yeah. because we were looking at the... Yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It's, you don't have long. Yeah. I don't my, think. My brother contends that the dumbest thing he ever did was teach his daughter how to tell time. <laughs> he's like, it's bedtime. She's like, it's 630. Yeah, right. Well, ah, that used to work. Damn it. All right. All right. Well, hey, thank you for filling in. I'm very happy to have you here. It's going to be a fun show. We are on. Oh, man. I'll tell you, there are two things that I get super excited about this time of year. One, the start of the NBA playoffs. And now we're done with the playing tournaments. Those are officially started. Which were terribly exciting for the most part. Uh, The games yesterday were absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Unless you're a Blazers fan. Right. But there's no Blazers fans here, right? So we're It was still there. exciting. You had you on the edge of your seat. Well, and at one you point, just wanted to cry at the end. But <laughs> In the fourth quarter, you have five former Blazers. Yeah, I know. They're all <laughs> Blazers. I've told, I've told Will this multiple times. A friend of mine uh, works for the Blazers and brought me the the program. Like, I never would, I never buy the full season program. No. The cover of the program is <laughs> Damian Lillard laying on his back, being helped up by CJ. Uh-huh. Uh, Norman Powell, gone. Robert Covington, and gone. Larry Nance Jr. And gone. And they're all, all just gone. standing around. So the yes. only faces you so you see the top of Dame's head and his shoulders, and you know it's Dame. But the the four faces that you see, yeah, might as well have been in different jerseys. Oh, it's like it would be great just just switch <laughs> them out. So yeah. So last night, of course, everything went wrong for the Blazers. Uh, we'll talk about that. But the other thing that's very exciting this time of year is we get to see the inaugural games. For the next failed spring football league. I mean, how much more exciting is that? We're in the first week and a half of baseball. I mean, this show is going to be fantastic. But let's start with what is the result of the Blazers not getting the lottery pick from the Pelicans last night. So the Pelicans are in the playoffs. Blazers now lose out on the lottery pick because apparently that pick already promised. The way that NBA executives conceive these things. Ugh. Uh, that's you know what that's a tease right there next sinner and saint 1080 the fan worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, it is. Sinner and Saints. No Will Darkens this week, and he is uh, getting ready for his Easter festivities. Uh, so now that he's got a child, apparently he doesn't have to show up on Easter weekend. Yet here you and I are. Right. Two kids apiece. Right. Jeez. Jeez. We do have our annual uh, Easter party tomorrow. Uh, my wife always uh, stocks up the uh, Easter eggs with booze and lottery tickets for the adult Easter egg hunt. And then we do a separate kids Easter egg hunt. There you go. Make sure those baskets don't get mixed up. Uh, we, you know, it's, I mean, listen. <laughs> I know. Things happen. What are you going to do? There's a story. There was if a the st- kids go to bed a little earlier, it's okay. <laughs> There's a story this week. I'm guessing it was in Florida. I can't say for certain because uh, I did not pay that close of attention. But some kid showed up with the uh, ready-made cocktail in his lunchbox. <laughs> like he made his own lunch, shows up to elementary school, <laughs> kindergartner. Shares it with a few classmates. They all get a little bit dizzy. <laughs> so it looked like a Capri Sun. Well, I mean, seriously, like you're a kindergartner and you see like the bright green Jose Cuervo pre-mixed whatever cocktail. I wonder if Jose Cuervo knows the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> They're friends. We've all been in trouble. My grandmother once told me the story of the first time she got drunk. Uh-huh. And she passed away a few years ago at 93 years old. So this would have been back in, you know, the 20s or whatever it was. She's six years old. Uh She was uh, out in the apple orchard and accidentally picked up some fermented apple juice and drank it. Uh And she was like with the biggest smile on her face. And she's like, you know, and I just felt a little bit loopy. I went and took a nap under an apple tree. It was great. So you know what? For the days. Like, hey, listen, man. Like the parents are probably freaking out, but I just picture now these kids yes. fast forward eighty-seven years and they're still remembering it as one of their fondest memories. Yes. Yeah, we went into school, we we drank the 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 Cuervo juice, and it was delicious. <laughs> well, you know, back in the twenties, an inebriated six-year-old was a much more you know innocent so, sure occurrence. But again, if you could have seen the smile yeah. on Rosemary's face, she was perfectly happy with that. She's not, not the least bit concerned. Not, not something I can say uh, for Blazers fans last night. Uh, it's first of all, I'm sorry that any of you had to root for the Clippers. I know how difficult that must have been for you to sit there and watch. And first, watch a Clippers Pelican games with that much. Yeah intensity should should not be anything anybody ever has to do but second of all to have to root for the clippers just seems like a little bit of torture i saw it put the best by uh beaverton's own ian carmel Uh stand-up comedian now writer for james corden he said look he goes i'm not rooting for the clippers i'm rooting against the pelicans yeah but even that (laughs) you know even that it requires a touch of mental gymnastics but yeah you know well, and that game did, I mean, big swings, right? So the Pelicans are up, what, 16 in the first half, down 14 in the second half. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers playing without 
Paul George because he's in the health and safety protocols, Sweet which I did not glasses. realize were still a thing. And then Swag reminded me, he goes, yeah, only for unvaccinated players. And right. I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. That's and then I was like, oh, well, now I don't feel bad, you yeah. idiot. That's well, and of course get. it was Paul George. That's what I mean. It's yeah, like, it's, well, no the, only, the only person more likely would have been Kyrie. So, well, here's the question, though, is does he become playoff P for the play-in game? <laughs> Which, by the way, is the stupidest nickname that yes. I've ever heard, and he gave it to himself. Yeah, I believe yesterday it was Nemec uh, rebranded him as Pandemic P. Pandemic P is yes. good, yes. Yeah. I, have, I I heard that because he, he was pretty dumb throughout the whole thing. But he's that guy, man. Like the, the best thing is he's known for not showing up at big moments, and yep. then he literally – does not show up exactly. in the big moment, which is just fantastic. Couldn't have been any better. Um, but this is the karma that the Blazers get. So many of you f- fans out there uh, may already know the scenario, but some of you are like, okay, so the Blazers do not get the pick that they were trading. They, they traded CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. in exchange for Josh Hart and a first round pick, but it had to be in the uh, greater than four but within the lottery, right? So yeah, that's I where it's it five to, to fall. 14, five to 14 is where it had to fall in. But yes. now the Pelicans have at least the 15th pick. That means that the pick goes to Charlotte because yes. it was previously promised Yes, to Charlotte, which we traded a pick that we've already traded to somebody else. So they, tra- they <laughs> got, they traded it twice. So good on the Pelicans, yes. right? Uh, so the result of that is now the Blazers have the Bucks 2025 first round pick. Correct. Which is also top four protected. Yes. But I think only top four protected. Only. Yeah, oh, good. Right. So when we get to 2025, yes. it's only top four pr- pr- protected. And yes. it's the Bucks, which you would not expect it to be. So it's probably going to be somewhere in the 20s. Well, injuries happen, whatever. Yeah. But yes, you would expect that the uh, the run of these Milwaukee Bucks will not have completely burnt out right. by the time we get to 2025. So yes, so we're expecting a late first round pick for that. Now, what happens with that pick, do you know if it does end up in the top four? Okay. Do you so know what the Blazers get? No. Nothing. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Not- I know, but that, I, I was like, Focus. let me go down this rabbit hole and figure out <laughs> what exactly happens. Yeah. How well do you know Bobby Marks now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So I'm Trying the- to follow his tweets last night. It's like, okay, so if the... The, the, this one that it comes out on a blue moon on a Tuesday. Yep. And then, yeah, it feels that way though. Right. I mean, right? like, but this is the, the, like the, the following along is complicated enough, right? This is a trade that our, our buddy Joe Cronin made. He was like, okay, yeah. let's, and it looked like it was good. And you, and you were this close. You were, yeah. you were a, a, a fraction of a COVID test away from having the Clippers win that game, yeah. which means you get another lottery well, pick. And the Pelicans on. started out, I think it said one and 12 on the sure. season. And there's been, a, what they say, two or three times that yep. a team like that has gone on to make the playoffs. So, hey, odds were good. Odds were, yeah, listen, it's not the, not the worst move ever. But then the fallback is now we wait three years and then there's the pick. Yes. Now, here's the other side of that coin is, do you know what happens now that the Clippers are in the lottery? Do you know who gets that pick? Oh, no, I missed this now. Oh, the Oklahoma City Thunder oh, now good. have that. So the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have like 38 first round picks yes. over the next two years, don't they? It, well, over the next 10 years. Yeah, they have like a gazillion picks. So a team that is on the rise now has two lottery picks. So if you're looking at the basement of the league and these teams, just kind of what's going on out there. This is the one to watch because the team that feels the most like the pre 
what, 2015, 16 Astros mm-hmm. is the, the team that's not just tanking, yes. but stockpiling picks. Yes. And they're going to get good long before they use all those picks. And so that's a team to watch now. So that, to me, is the interesting side of this, is the Clippers clipping did not help the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole part of well, it, see, right? Yeah, even the, the, when have the Clippers ever been able to get out of their own damn way? <sighs> they got Kawhi Leonard just sitting out an entire season, right? hanging out, still getting paid, recovering from an ACL. You see guys in college football now. Uh, there's a player a few years ago for Clemson. Came back from an ACL in like six and a half months. Uh-huh. Like the technology is there. If And it, I remember reading the story, and I can't remember the player's name. Uh, but it was one of those things. It's like, he just has the drive and we have the technology and we have the thing. And it was just, but it was oh, like, they made sure that they put into the article a thousand times that it was like, yes, Clemson is doing everything as an organization. Yes. The technology that the medical staffs have, yes, the money in college football, but it's this kid's heart. It's this <laughs> desire. It's that thing. And for some reason, every time I see Kawhi Leonard in street clothes, I just go, guys in no hurry to get back (laughs) right you know it's like it's like the clippers going we have the technology we have the science we have all the facilities to do it but this guy does not give one small iota of concern about getting back as quick as possible it felt like he was happy to wait out the season doesn't it no absolutely and the worst part is the guy everybody calls him a robot so shouldn't shouldn't he be able to heal super fast anyway isn't he already basically bionic what was the injury that he had in um in San Antonio, like his hand or his wrist, but nobody ever was able to identify what it actually was. Yeah. It just showed up on the injury cyborg. report. It's mystery. <laughs> yeah, it's like bad wiring. Yeah. But yeah, it was like mystery hand injury or whatever it was. Yeah. And he just kind of stayed out. But this guy is just a bizarre dude to begin with. But yeah. There's part of me that feels like he was perfectly happy to sit and watch, right? <laughs> exactly. And is he a free agent like, this year? Like, I don't want to be any part of this. Yeah. And then isn't he a free agent this year? So he's just going to be like, hey, I'll be ready and healthy and ready to go, guys. I don't know. I think you want the guys that play big in big moments. And Kawhi Leonard, I know he won Toronto championship. I know he was a finals MVP with that. But there's something to be said about guys that just have no desire to be out on the court at all during the regular season that seems a little bizarre. Oh, no, he is not a free agent. He is locked up for uh, two more seasons. And then I can't tell if that third one is player 20, or- 2024-25 is a player option. Okay, yes. there you go. All right, well, at least they at least they get the uh, to run it back one more yeah. year with the Clippers. Uh, $39 million and change this year. Next year will be about $42.5 million. Uh, the 23-24 season will be about $45.5 million. Now, real quick, how much did he get paid this year not to play? Uh, $39,344,900. Would you be in a hurry? No. No, <laughs> especially when I know I've got $42,492,492 waiting next year. Jeez. Sucks to be quite Leonard. Huh? Another forty-five and change the following. Uh, what has happened in the last two years that Trey Young has gone from the least likable NBA budding star to now the most likable Trey young officially has the, Oh, Trey young officially has the best chant in road arenas of any player. Maybe ever. This is news to me. Oh, you do not know the no, chant. This is a hell of a tease. Do you not know what I, it is I that is injected not. into the veins of Trey young? <laughs> when he hears those Trae words. Young. Oh, my friend, we will discuss Trey Young after this Sports Center update. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. If you'd like to uh, send your thoughts our way, we might even read them right here on the airwaves. Somebody says, who likes Trey Young? I think Luke is mistaken. It's like when Cowherd says everybody loves Coach K and LeBron. Tell you who likes Trey Young. I like Trey Young. I love Duke. What? <laughs> Do you know why I like Trey Young? Is it the hor- the uh, horrific hair? That's why I didn't like him. That's why I didn't like him. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a dumb face. Somebody got to get Oklahoma. in that kid's ear and be like, dude. Hey, listen, he <laughs> has plenty of opportunity to hire somebody to help with his image. Uh, but here is the reason that I like Trey Young. Do you recall the series with the Knicks last year? I mean, you know, more or less. So Trey Young went ballistic every time uh, the Knicks tried to go negative. Mm-hmm. They drop the F Trey Young chant, and Trey Young just feeds off the negativity. Now, somebody that wasn't paying attention to that or wasn't paying close enough attention to that must have been the crowd in Cleveland last night. Because midway through the fourth quarter last night, Trey Young steps to the free throw line. And the crowd decides to bring out the chant. The F. Trey Young. F. Trey Young. Now, up to that point, Trey Young had not been terribly mean to the uh, to the Cavaliers. At that point in the game, he had scored 16 points, had five assists uh, through the game. Ooh. They go up and decide to do the chant. Mm-hmm. From that point on, Trey Young proceeds to have 18 more points, which is more than the entire Cleveland Cavaliers team the rest of the way uh, and ends their playoff hopes. And then as the Cleveland Cavaliers fans stand up to give a rousing ovation to their team who outperformed expectations and playing with a uh, limping center, just went out and gave it a great fight. Trey Young just walking around big smile (laughs) and waving. 
Like this guy just thrives on negativity. And and the reason that I love Trey Young is if I could put myself in that position to be a professional athlete. Now, I do not have the ability and I did not get close to this, but as a child, we all have that dream. Oh, yes. Would you rather be the guy known for having like the great, uh, we love this guy chant or the road teams actively pull out whatever they can to dissuade you from doing it. Then again and again, you show up and just perform magnificently. He outscored their team after they started the chant, which was essentially for no reason. He's dropping logo threes on them in the big moment. They're up three and they just go down. He pulls it from the C's logo and drops it from the Cavalier, the the lower uh, half of the Cavaliers C and just drops it. Oh, I believe so good. I believe I saw that in the second half, uh, so they outscored them, what is this, 56 to 40 in the second half, yep. correct? Of those 56 points, Trey Young scored or assisted on 43 of them. But this is what I'm saying. So that Dude. alone yeah. outscored yes. the Clippers in the second half. Yeah. Oh. I guess, you know, yeah, there's got to be something to the guy that just gets ice in his veins <laughs> when he gets pissed off. Well, and here's the thing. I feel like, and and you, you brought it up, I feel like every time somebody goes, Hey, your haircut sucks, man. Yeah. He goes, you know what? And he pull, hey. teases it out a little Maybe bit Maybe that's more. why he does keep yeah, it. That's what Who I'm knows? saying. He, the guy... Th- Listen, why else would you have that haircut if you did not thrive on negativity? Yeah. Like, it's just... That's a pair of brass ones. It one hundred percent is man. I I I I will not. I'm not going to become a Hawks fan. I'm not going to go out no. and buy a Trey Young jersey. No. But if the Hawks are playing in a playoff game and Trey Young is on that team, it is worth watching. The this is what I was I'm ever saying. to a Hawks fan was when I had a Dominique Wilkins poster on my wall. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I wasn't a fan. You know. Yeah. I was a I was a Neek fan. The human highlight, the human highlight yeah, film, of you know, of course. But what this guy, what this guy is doing is it far surpasses anything that I expected when yeah. he was coming out of school. Mm-hmm. And, no, absolutely. and the idea that like it felt almost instantly that the trade, because it was a, a draft day trade, Doncic for Trey Young. Oh, yes. And you just went, oh, that's a terrible move. Like you, you see what uh, Luca does mm-hmm. and you just go, oh, man, this was a bad move. But the the Hawks have made it further than the, the Dallas Mavericks have so far in the playoffs with Trey Young leading the way. Yeah. And sometimes it's it's is he the best player on the court every night? No, no. But dude, he has he has the emotional uh, fire to drag his team, <laughs> you know, back into the playoffs this year after a you know, relatively down season. I guess that's one of those so, kind of trades where it worked out. Okay. For both sides. It, and there's you know? nothing wrong with I that. I don't think either side has a regret there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, at least not right now. Yeah. Who knows what can change. Yeah. Um, so we did a, we did a little research project uh, a few weeks ago on this, uh, on this fine show. Uh, you know, cause we, we care about, we care about our, our listeners, right? Mm-hmm. We want to give the, we want to make them more educated, smarter, better at this, uh, at this sports viewing thing that we do. So I'm very curious if you look at the playoffs right now, there are, uh, 11 teams in NBA history that have never, never won mm-hmm. an NBA championship. Right. Okay. So my question for you is looking at the playoffs right now, mm-hmm. your top seed, the Phoenix Suns, are one of those teams that ne- have never won a championship. I think you can look at that pretty quickly and see the teams that have won championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my question to you is, do you think this is a year where we see somebody win their first, their franchise's first championship? 
Well, let's see here. We've got out of the West playing today. All four teams out of the West playing today, I believe, have never won it. The Mavericks yep. have never won it. Yep. So the Mavericks have won it. Have they? Yeah, the Mavericks won it uh, against LeBron. Oh, with, yes. I'm uh, sorry. With, with Dirk, you're fine. My, my apologies. No, no, no. So no, three or four. Yep. And you had yeah, to the well, East. And, yeah. So, yeah. The Timberwolves, Grizzlies have never won it. The Jazz obviously did not beat Jordan. Right. And then, oh, I guess uh, the Nugget, or the uh, Warriors clearly have won. But the Nuggets have not. So that's four of six today yep. from the West. And then out of the East today, both teams have won. Yeah, so, so the Nets have never won one. Correct. Um, so the Celtics, Celtics uh, obviously have won a ton. Uh, yes. The Heat and Hawks. The Bulls Hawks clearly have. The now Bucks the Hawks. Have. Here's the interesting thing about the Hawks. They won as the St. Louis Hawks in 1958 oh. in a series against the Celtics where Bill Russell rolled his ankle in the first two games okay. uh, or in the first game and missed the rest of the series. Okay. So he's out in game two and uh, was not seen for so a win, but perhaps with an asterisk. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you have the Pelicans uh, and Suns have neither won a championship. Right. So uh, my question to you is, do you look at this and see uh, the chance that this is a year that we see somebody back? Or, or uh, in the finals that has never won one. Uh, I think the Suns will be there again. Mm-hmm. And boy, out of the East. Man, that's a, uh, I mean, you have a hard time. So the Nets would be the team. I mean, that's really the team that you look at and you go, all right, well, if the Nets can go and win it in the East, yeah. that's your that's your team that hasn't won a championship. I mean, right? you're going to have to, you know, I, I get, at this point, you're almost wondering, you know, when uh, uh, the if the Nets and Raptors meet in the playoffs, uh, Kyrie won't be able to go play in Canada. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I th- but, thought but. there was somebody on Toronto that also could not cross over into the States to play. But Ben Simmons is practicing. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go ahead. And, yeah. So introducing Ben Simmons as the stick thrown in the bicycle spokes. Oh, jeez, man. This guy. Like, I mean, what? how can you come in and the... How, after not playing a, a second with anybody, how can you try to throw him in there in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. He's a six foot nine point guard. And, is, well, not is, to, and Moody is hell too. Well, sure. But what, what does he do? Well, defense and shooting how, is not it. Yes. We, we, we know that. But so if, if you put him just in there for defensive possessions, yeah. it's worth having. I mean, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a shutdown defender that can guard all five positions yeah. on the court. It's he's He's not going to be worthless out there now. If you get down to some of those possessions where, you know, yes, you're you're doing offensive and defensive subs late in a half or late yep. in the game. Sure. Well, and offensively, what's your job if Kevin Durant is on the floor? Well, I guess give it to Kevin Durant yeah. or yeah. Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. Well, if Kyrie's not there, oh, that's what I'm saying. So, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So he doesn't need the whole idea of this trade is that you don't need a whole lot from him. So I, I, I guess just hopefully in, I guess inside I'm just hoping that the the nets just basically burst into a ball of flames yes essentially Ooh, so just rooting against them oh yeah all right all right i'm not a durant fan Kyrie. i mean i think that kind of he's pretty much himself, insufferable but, yeah and ben simmons is yeah. well he's ben simmons yeah so yeah so, yeah. yeah the not, not a ton of likability there in brooklyn no there is definitely not um so the funny thing is um if the suns end up making it to the finals and winning this is a statistic that uh, echoes the study that Will and I did a couple weeks ago, which is uh, if they go to the finals and win this year, they would be the 15th team in NBA history. So we're on the 75th anniversary. Think of all the repeats yes. and three-peats that we've seen throughout history. Yes. 15 times a team has gone to the finals, lost, and gone the next year and won. That's 
Man, that's 20%. That's insane. 20% of your titles. math. Um, the... The funny Let's thing about the that is Brad. The, the, <laughs> the, the study that we did, the easiest way to get to the NBA finals is go the year before. I guess so. Yeah. Overwhelmingly so. I mean, think of the, all of all of the repeats. So yeah. we, what we looked at was how many times has a team won the championship without having gone to the finals uh, the year before or mm-hmm. within within like a five year stretch. Uh-huh. And the year before, it's like it's over 50 percent. Wow. And within the five years, it's closer to like 75 percent. And leave it to the Blazers to fail at that part of it. Twice. Sure. But the Blazers. OK, so here's Twice. the here's the other team that we need to look at. Uh, and we'll, we'll get more into the NBA in hour two. So we've got plenty of time to explore this space. The youngest team in NBA history to win a championship if you if you do the math by age times minutes played mm-hmm. the youngest team in NBA history to win a championship is the 1977 Portland Trail Blazers. Oh, hey, look at that. The team that could supplant them this year is the Memphis Grizzlies, the two seed. They average 24.44 years of age wow. based on minutes played. Man. The Blazers at 24.99 Crazy. For, for minutes played. So, yeah, the Blazers, not only did they not win when they had a chance, but they did go to two finals, which, yes. is, which again, is getting to the finals, the easiest way to do it, as have gone in the previous few years. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Blazers had a chance, and and midway through the '78 season, they were looking like they were going right back and going to win it again. Yeah. Uh, until Walton got hurt, but the the youngest team to win an NBA Finals ever, and then the injury bug gets them, and they never make it back. I was not aware of that. Well, this is this is what I'm here for. Yes. Again, my job <laughs> is to help educate people. Uh, but right now, I turn the reins of the show over to you. You have big shoes to fill, Will Darkin's favorite segment, uh, where he really shines. The one place where he actually performs well has always been good versus evil. So we get a Jeff Rust version of good versus evil. Next, it's a Sinner of the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Police are still looking to talk with Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph about the shooting death of 20-year-old Cameron Ray in Dallas last month. Joseph's attorney told the Dallas Morning News on Friday that Joseph was a passenger in a vehicle from which gunshots were fired, but that he was not the shooter. According to surveillance video released by Dallas police, there was an incident between two groups of friends that included Joseph and Ray prior to the shooting. The Cowboys said in a statement that they were in contact with law enforcement. The league spokesman said that the matter is under review of the personal conduct policy. So starting off a little bit serious here, clearly, and we'll get a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, that Sports Center's L. Duncan, Cowboys cornerback Kelvin Joseph, passenger in a vehicle from which shots were fired that killed a man. According to his attorney, 20-year-old Cameron Ray was killed following an incident between two groups of friends, which culminated in shots being fired from an SUV. As Ray and his friends walked to their car, he later died at the hospital. Joseph's lawyer provided this statement. 
Uh, Kelvin Joseph did not shoot Cameron Ray. Mr. Ray's death is a tragedy, and Kelvin extends his deepest condolences for the family's loss. On the night of March 17th, Kelvin was unarmed and not looking for violence. He found himself in a situation that escalated without his knowledge or consent. Along with condolences to the Ray family, Kelvin apologizes to the Dallas community for being anywhere near this type of incident. The, inc- the investigation is ongoing, and we intend to respect the process. Uh, surveillance footage shows one man involved in the altercation wearing a necklace with the letters YKDV. Joseph goes by the name YKDV Boss Man Fat as a rap artist. YKDV stands for You Know Divide. <laughs> oh, do you? Uh, condolences to Cameron Ray and his family and friends, uh, of course, but let's get to the part of the story that kind of sticks out for our purposes. Isn't YKDV Boss Man Fat a bit of a mouthful for a musical artist's name? <laughs> That was a long way to go. For it was a that. journey, but we got there. Oh boy, uh, you're you're maybe a little out of practice on this, but we'll get to it. Uh, yes, that is. But you know what, um, dude? Focus on one thing at a time, which is playing football and not being anywhere near homicides. Yeah, right. Like, r- right? Like, yeah. maybe let's just. The, the, these, these are always those situations that are so tricky because obviously this is two groups of friends that shoot at each other. Yeah. And you always want to tell people to get new and better friends, but that's not something that is easily done or easily understood. We were lucky to grow up, you know, where we do with the friends that we have right. that don't shoot each other. So it's not something that I can put my head around. Um, but yeah, dude, drop drop the uh, the rap act. Go and play football. Do the best that you can. You have a chance. You have a chance to uh, uh, fix the future of your family for yes. generations. To write uh, your course. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I wish him the best of the luck, man. I hope that he can get uh, get things moving in the right direction. She told me she wasn't going anywhere with a bunch of cuss words in that. And so I told the coach that um, if she didn't leave, the game would be uh, put down as a forfeit. And so he just kind of looked over there and told her to leave. And when she uh, went to walk off, she told me that she was going to um, slap the F out of me when um, she was leaving. The mother made good on that promise, allegedly waiting in the parking lot for more, confronting her, punching her, and then running away. Uh, that's from Fox 10 News in Mobile, Alabama. A youth softball umpire suffered a post-game punch from a parent perturbed about her premature ejection for profane language from her daughter's game. Christy Moore wasn't even supposed to be here today, filling in at the last minute in Laurel, Mississippi. The mother was apprehended and arrested wearing, you guessed it, a T-shirt that read Mother of the Year. Yeah, I actually saw this story. And the only part that seems different from the version that I heard is you said confronted, then punched. The version that I heard is that this was a blindside sucker punch. From I think Mom it was a year. confrontation like within the game first. Yes. Oh, no, and, it was. And but, then, yeah. but the punch was post game. Yes, but the punch was also uh, from from, from uh, out of nowhere. Yes. So it was here's woman walking along getting punched. Oh, my we talked about youth sports to open this show. Yes. If I ever become the parent that gets anywhere near escalated enough to think about possibly punching anyone in any realm of this, yeah. uh, I will need to check myself. But to punch the official that threw you out for being the worst. Profane. Oh, yeah. come on. Yes. But the, the, the bigger problem here is 
why would anybody want to be an official for youth sports, which eliminates youth sports, uh, which means that your kids don't get the opportunity to play? Like, what what really happened in that game that was so bad that your daughter isn't going to be a professional softball player? Do they even have professional softball? Uh, I think there might be some is, you know, is, but, but semi-pro is that, leagues. But is that but, the yeah, dream? I mean, is anybody USA, making enough money? You know? that, yeah, Team no. USA. Other than Jenny Finch and the gal that uh, broadcasts baseball every yeah. once in a while that I can't even remember uh, her Jess name. Jess Mendoza. That's the one. Is there anybody else that uh, that is making money off of their softball career that, w- that were slighted because there was a bad call in right. a 10-year-old softball game? Right. Get okay. out of here. Get out of here. White the runner at second. And Marcus Simeon at first. Tall order here against the two-time All-Star. First Ranger homer came yesterday, part of a three-RBI series opener. They're walking him. They're walking him with the bases loaded. How about that? Wow. That's the Barry Bonds treatment. Uh, that's on Bally Sports West last night from Arlington, Texas. One out, and the Angels trailing 3-2 to two in the bottom of the fourth. Joe Madden opted to intentionally walk Rangers shortstop Corey Seager. This allowed Charlie Culberson to score and make it a two-run game. That was immediately followed by a sacrifice fly and a balk by Austin Warren, extending the Rangers' lead to four at 6-2. to two. The Angels do wind up coming all the way back for a 9-6 win, but this move uh, backfired spectacularly. Um, and it was the third bases loaded intentional walk in the last 70 years. In 2008 to uh, Josh Hamilton and 1998 to Barry Bonds. Uh, and interesting side note, Joe Madden was the skipper that called the free pass to Hamilton in 2008. Those other two instances, though, uh, with two outs in the ninth, and they both resulted in wins for the team that gave the free pass. Well, there you go. That's what. What's the What's the reason we play the game? You play to win the game, right? So th- listen, this is this is game six. Seven yeah, for the like that. Major League Baseball yeah. season. Uh, he's playing. He's playing the odds that you know they have a better chance of getting the next guy out. Dude, I never worry about in-game decisions, especially when you win. This feels to me very much like the product of the instant reaction all the time that social media allows. Dude, am I mad at this? No, because why? They won the game, right? Who cares? It's game. So I was watching uh, Mariners Astros yesterday, and uh, the Mariners uh, moved to four and four, which puts them in fourth place in the division, uh, behind uh, the Angels, the uh, A's, who are both at four and four, mm-hmm. the same record, yeah. and the Astros, who are at four and three. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Who are in first place. Mediocrity at its well, best. But, dude, no, every team has lost at least two games in baseball so far. Guess yeah. who didn't lose a game last night? The Angels. Yeah. Let's move on. The The Astros, uh, or I'm sorry, the uh, Rangers, on the other hand, have only won two games, and they are in dead last in the AL West. So, dude, let's, let's move on. Everybody, look at what this means. This is a character on Roblox, but it says 
what? How, how, I know, that's why I said. That's not my Christmas, that's a game. Oh, it's a game? So, in the Hulu premiere of the reality series The Kardashians, Kim and ex-husband Kanye West's six-year-old son, Saint, somehow discovered an ad for Kim and Ray J's infamous sex tape on the app. He saw a screenshot of Kim crying alongside a caption that claimed users could view unreleased footage from the 2000 sex tape. Uh, the moment when Saint discovered the photo of his mother was caught on camera. Kim confirmed with Chloe that this was legitimate since she didn't know much about Roblox and then proceeded to grab her cell phone and sit in her closet alongside her sister and mother, Kris Jenner. Kim called her lawyer and said that she is 99% sure there isn't more to the tape. <laughs> she told him that she wants to take legal action to prevent this from happening again. Uh, it's okay. Uh, here's a quote. Uh, it's okay now. It's not. It's on Roblox. Saint was on Roblox yesterday, and a effing thing popped up, and he started laughing. And it's like, Mommy, look. It's a picture of my cry face that someone made on Roblox, and it said, Kim's new sex tape when you clicked on it, she explained to him. Uh, she also mentioned how grateful she was that she couldn't read to see what the game was about. She then called Kanye, who told her to, quote, stop worrying about public perception. You know who you are. Uh, and anyway, uh, while the moment Kanye being nice guy. Yeah, right. Uh, while the moment made for intriguing reality television, numerous people believe the moment was scripted. Uh, a certain Redditor made a compelling case for that fact that if Saint had really discovered the ad, he would have most likely been using an unrestricted account. Yeah, I don't know anything about Roblox, uh, but no, this is everything. I always assume that everything that is done by any Kardashian, Jenner, or uh, anyone else adjacent to this family is done in with intention of publicity. Uh, that's always the sense that I get. And I think Kim was afraid that with all of the divorce stuff and the Pete Davidson stuff that people forgot how she got her start. Yes. As a sex tape star. So let's just throw that out there because... Uh, I'm trying to think of how many times we've talked about the Kardashians on this show, and I think it's now one. Yeah. <laughs> My so, apologies. No, no, no. You are <laughs> you are just fine. But no, these are these are all like dude, reality television is scripted. Yeah. That's that's just what it is. Well, especially so, for this family at this point, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, the question is, uh, Rust, is uh, what are you going to do if your kids find your sex tapes? Boy, yeah. Well, it's a good thing. With, a, with an S. <laughs> you made the joke earlier. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> I, I go, my kids don't know how to use a VCR. There we go. Boom. The only show prep that we did today was that story. That's the funny part is, <laughs> is <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Russ comes to me and goes, uh, hey, uh, I'm working on Good versus Evil. I just wanted to make sure you were ready for this story on Kim Kardashian's <laughs> kid finding her sex tape. <laughs> Nothing about, oh, yeah. And we'll do a drive-by shooting story. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all I knew about what was going on with that segment. Oh, uh, boy. Yes, the Kardashians uh, have made a billion-dollar empire off of that sex tape. So I think it's every amazing. decade or so you have to remind people that it's out there. Man. Oh, good for her. The world we live in, my friend. Yes. The world we live in. Remember, there is a photo of her uh, on the Internet that you can find that is real mm -hmm. in the Oval Office with also reality television star Donald Trump <sighs> as they pass legislation together. Dark times in our history. <laughs> dark times. All right, that's your Good versus Evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, every year when we do our Easter party, we do Hawaiian themed and we do Hawaiian food and we stop by 808. So, very nice. If you need to bring a side dish to your Easter festivities tomorrow, I suggest 
you stop by and grab some of that delicious Hawaiian from from 808. It's at uh, Burnside, East Burnside. It's on 52nd and Woodstock. Their website, you can order your to-go right on the website. It's ready for you when you go by, ate-oh-ate.com. 808, their food is delicious. You should eat it. Hour two, we'll get back into the NBA. We'll take a look at uh, the best and worst matchups in the first round of the NBA playoffs. And we have a new league. This one will survive, they think, for some reason. The USFL is back, baby. And Philadelphia has another mascot for that football team. Ah, it's oh, a no. thing. It's a thing. Hour two uh, of the Center and the Saint is next. This is 1080 The Fan and Odyssey. When looking. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.